0: Welcome to Fireside with Foxgate, a podcast for professional public speakers. I'm your host, Richard Roger, the founder of Foxgate.com, which is an online community and service for speakers and event professionals. In each episode, we sit down for an intimate fireside chat with people in the public speaking community to learn how they have mastered the art of getting up on stage and speaking in front of an audience. If you're an aspiring speaker or just want to improve your on-stage performance, this podcast will help you learn from some of the most accomplished and interesting professional conference speakers. Joining me today is Andrea Wade, CEO of Opening.io. Andrea is both an event organizer and a speaker. In our discussion, we talk about how experiencing events from both sides helps to make her a better speaker and organizer. So here's a public speaking tip you won't hear every day. Start running your own events. Some more tips from Andrea. The hardest speaking job is panel moderation, so never volunteer for that. Public speaking is rocket fuel for startups. And speaking is one of the shortest paths up the corporate career ladder. Let's hear what Andrea has to say. Hi Andrea, it's really great to have you here tonight. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on the uh, Fireside with Voxy podcast.
1: Thank you so much, really great to be here and I look forward to it.
0: Good stuff. So you're a little unusual, uh, which is one of the reasons we're, we're kind of happy to have you uh, on board uh, because you're both uh, an event organizer and a speaker, um, which, isn't, which isn't very common.
1: Um, well, it's, it's probably because I do and did so many things. If I thought that something was a good idea, I just went, "Mm -mm, maybe I should do that. Or maybe I should give a platform to someone to do that or whatever. I just did very many things. So you will find very many weird things on my, my
0: you're yes, fine. we'll get we'll get to we'll get to that in a sec for sure. Uh, so usually the first question uh, I like to ask is about uh, a person's first speaking experience and how they got started speaking. But I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna ask you two questions. Uh, yeah. So can you talk about the very first time you spoke in front of an audience, uh, and then the very first time you organized an event as well?
1: um sure wow Um, good questions Uh, i've i've done so much the very first i can tell you the very first time when uh in life when i had a panic attack and it's linked to the very first time for (laughs) (laughs) speaking in front of a big audience so this is 2000 and whatever it was at the web summit right and web summit was still in ireland and yeah. uh, I am about to get on to the developer stage to talk about not tech, not developing code as such, but developing communities. And the speaker is just finishing his his talk, and I have, I know, I have about two minutes. And suddenly, I feel that my heart is doing weird things, and I can't breathe. And everything gets blurry and the person next to me goes, are you okay? (laughs) And I'm thinking, am I dying? Am I having a heart attack? I've never had a panic attack before.
0: Was it tunnel vision, All all that sort of thing?
1: It was, yeah, I was, I was, you know, and I can see the person getting off the stage and Eamon, my good friend Eamon Leonard, gets on the stage and he starts talking about me and I go, okay, I need to breathe or something. And I start breathing and breathing and I get up and I walk onto the thing and I get up on the stage and I can hear my voice and I can hear how my voice sounds well stressed scared you know and i get into i get into the thing and you know 15 seconds 20 seconds into the thing i get into it any and i you know the talk was about 20 minutes and i carry through and it's fine and at the end I had to make a joke and I had to say I'm going to get off the stage and I'm going to have a heart attack but before I do that can I do something and I asked the audience for everyone in the audience to lift their hand and kind of wave at me and I took a picture from the stage I still have that photo lovely and I took it with the aim of taking it with me and encouraging other people to go and speak because that mass, that audience is made um, out of friendly people and and you shouldn't be afraid of it. So anyway, I took that away with me. It's still in my phone, that photo. Um, And it was cool and scary and all those things together.
0: So you can literally take this photo out you're going on stage and and just remember I (laughs) survived a panic attack two too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got back on the stage, um, at the web summit and obviously very many other stages, but, but next year as well. And I was presenting, um, the speakers and that was, that was, that was different. And that was interesting as well. Just introing all the, all the amazing people, um, that were presenting. Um, but, but, but yeah, I, I can definitely, um, do that. And I do do that. And it's, it's, an interesting time to go back to <laughs> i think
0: it's really i think that's really encouraging um uh, considering all you've achieved um and you've, you've done some pretty amazing stuff you you were a coder and an investor and you started companies and you do public speaking uh you kind of there's, there's not very much you don't do um people would look at you and they'd look at they, they'd look at your linkedin uh, <laughs> resume and they'd be like oh my god you know i could never reach this level of ability and yet In a way, everybody suffers from the same state fright, don't they?
1: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, I I, I still do. This is the thing. This is my test. If I'm worried, I know that I care. If I'm not, I know that I don't really care about what I'm doing. That audience, maybe that event, maybe just the day is meh and, and, I, and I don't care. And that, that's rare. So I'm happy that that's rare. And when I, when I realize that, I kind of check myself. But if I'm nervous, it means that I care and I kind of hold on to that.
0: So that's, um, that, that is a really good point because the, the nervousness because you care gives you the energy to perform.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and it, you know, adrenaline and all this kind of stuff, yes. and and uh, I'm I'm a very informal type of person, so I always get the audience to laugh. It just happens, and all that stuff is 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 pretty cool. And then you learn, you know, you you learn to uh, find your friends in the audience, your friends who you might not know, but there's always the friendly person smiling back at you or nodding or whatever, um, and and you. Just just feed on that on that energy, and you you kind of bounce it back and stuff. But yeah, I do believe that you have to hold on to that because otherwise you're just ugh, I don't know. I I don't like it when I'm not nervous.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it, it 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 does improve your abilities. Um, the, the the this thing of stage fright and what you experience. I mean, this is part of a lot of the fear that people have. Really, um. Excellent professional people are, are often held back by this fear and they don't, um, push themselves to go and speak, but let's get, let's get like super technical for a minute. So you had the panic attack and do you literally force yourself to walk onto the stage? How do you, how do you get the first word out? How do you start in that situation?
1: I think with everything, um, I think that you want to do or you're about to do, you just have to take one step and another and another. And you're kind of halfway through doing the thing that you have to do. Um, in my case, I, I knew because I listened to other people and I asked some of these similar questions that you're asking me today from people that have been doing public speaking or whatever uh, 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 before me. And you know I've learned very quickly That um, you know, sort of tricks on how to find your balance once you get in front of people. And one of the one of the main things is really know what you're saying in those first fifteen seconds. Do not trip yourself up. No exactly what you're saying because that will help you um if you trip yourself up you know 10 seconds while you're up on the stage it's 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 all downhill so in that sense i was prepared and i do like to be prepared in everything that i do so i was super prepared and that really helped me Uh, nerves or, or no nerves if you prepare you will remember and you will deliver and you will do what you need to do um so i think The only thing was, look, I had to do it. There was no, you know, I'm not going to go on stage. um, uh, But being prepared kind of saved me.
0: It got you through, yeah. It it, it kind of got you through that mental barrier. Um, It's interesting that you you found that experience um, really stressful because I've also organized a few events, and I find the event organizing... Way <laughs> more stressful than speaking. I mean, with a speaking gig, you turn up, you do your bit, and then you can go and have a beer or <laughs> orange juice or whatever. You're done. <laughs> Organizing uh, is like 24 7.
1: It is, it is excruciating, and I love it. Or I loved it. I kind of really? since opening, I absolutely loved it. I think, I do think that you're either made for it or not. There are so many unknowns. I mean, I organized tech events, but I organized music fests. And I had, you know, either huge outdoor music fests or indoor, whatever. And I had the craziest scenarios. I mean, you know, um, picture this this beautiful little theater where they usually would host plays or ballet or or whatever. And I'm about to bring this black metal band over (laughs) from the States. So there's a lot of amps, there's a lot of music to go in, there's a lot of stuff that we need to bring in. And there's only one way in. And that day, when we were supposed to set up, some photographer for some magazine decided that those stairs are their uh, set for a bunch of photos. And we could not go up and they would not budge because they need to take their photos and whatever. So this oh. is just, you know, so this is just yeah. a very random small example of there are so many things that you cannot control. But for some weird reason I I loved
0: it. I always Do you remember loved it. your first the first event you, you that you were the organizer for?
1: Yeah, my first event I was twelve.
0: Wow. <laughs> okay okay Uh,
1: my first event I was 12 and I put on together with a friend a fashion show now I don't know why I'm not I'm not really into fashion but at 12 fashion show with a proper runway with costumes and we invited a bunch of kids from the neighborhood we had drinks we had cakes and cookies that our parents did we had fake little tickets we had it was a proper proper event and what i do remember from that one and i have changed (laughs) (laughs) since then i remember people looking back at me with really big widened eyes because i was screaming (laughs) at everyone because it was stressful and nothing yeah. was, you know, but that was at 12. I've learned very quickly that events are just, the
0: Yeah. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, one thing that I find about being the organizer is you're often called on to be the MC as well. So you have to introduce people Yeah. and and segue between different, I find that much harder than giving a, a talk or a presentation. Um, how do, you, how do you find that? Is, is that something that comes naturally to you? Or is it, again, a question of preparation?
1: I, I do. I, I think it is a, a question of preparation. To be honest, talking about, you know, you doing your own speaking gig, you're talking about things that you know of. Uh, introducing people or even moderating a panel. I mean, I find panels excruciating. I've done some, I, as a speaker, as a panelist, I don't mind them. I prefer them, actually, to keynotes. But as a moderator, I just find them incredibly painful because you have to be actively listening. You know, you have to introduce the speakers. You have to know, uh, uh, you have to summarize, uh, you know, what they're about, what they're going to talk about. And kind of, it's like a bite size, a a, a tiny, a small promise um, um, to the audience that this is what is going to happen. And this is why they should stay in that room and not go and see someone else speak or whatever. Yeah. So it's 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 a mix. Um but definitely introducing people but more so like moderating a, a, a conversation I have found quite
0: quite tough. It's tough isn't it? And panels are quite hit and miss. Um more miss than hit in in, in my experience at conferences.
1: I think so too. I mean, one thing that I have, I've have, I had a, a little bit of a pet peeve um, with some of the conferences I have noticed that say, for example, journalists were invited to moderate panels and to, you know, journalists always, you know, have this, this job of, of translating a topic or other into something digestible and understandable, but also they have a tendency of, um, speaking about what the audience knows and it's it. sometimes it's a little bit tabloidal or sometimes it's it's it's, it's shallow right and i i was a journalist so i'm i'm, I'm you know I'm oh, another thing. okay <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah, yeah i did tv i did radio i did I, I was writing i did all that stuff so and i i, I always felt uh, while um or, or sometimes with some conferences while I was in the audience, I was like, oh, there's so many other better questions yeah. and they're not getting asked because we're talking to someone who has built something amazing, but we're, we're asking them fluff because we can go in. And you could you could just tell that the audience, um, you know, if, if the moderator doesn't understand the audience, um, it's uh, very often that's when the whole hit and, Hit and miss um happens. and
0: i think yeah and i think often isn't it the case uh you might find a panel is hastily put together because a speaker has dropped out um
1: oh yeah well, that that's uh, that happened to me both as an organizer or as a panelist when i've learned that you know, or I was invited last minute to come in and, 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 and talk because someone dropped out. And I mean, you know, these are all the um, the very stressful things that an uh, organizer has to deal with. I had both speakers drop out. I had bands drop out, you know. And oh. when you make a promise to an audience that this band will come and they don't. Mm.
0: That's way worse than a speaker, yeah. You can survive yeah. a speaker missing, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking, uh, uh, speaking as as is something that um, I've done that I, I saw uh, relatively early uh, was a, was a great way to improve your career. was a way to um, build your profile and and get noticed by your boss. And then later on, when I started my own companies, was was a great way to promote your company. Um, can you talk about that a little bit, just in terms of, uh, you know, would you go so far as to recommend? public speaking as a skill to learn if you don't have it uh, simply because it does enhance your career so much? Uh, and it, you know, it, it, especially in, in terms of um, entrepreneurship and things like that.
1: Absolutely. One thousand um, percent. And I'll tell you why I'm using speaking strategically uh right yeah. now we're in we're in opening so you know um and and then I'll, I'll 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 get out of 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 this particular use case but um just to place um just give some context on how I value public speaking in the last couple of years you know as a as a young company bootstrapping we you know we uh, and a young company that exists in an old kind of traditional industry that buys at these trade shows or conferences we had just to and just
0: to set the context for for anyone who's listening if you go to opening.io you'll see what that's all about
1: um (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we're we're in a traditional kind of whatever um, space. So we had to go to these events. And what what I have done, because we had very limited resources, was my aim with every single one of these important events was to get myself on a stage. And by getting it, and we have consciously <laughs> uh, avoided joining the, the, the startups, the startup areas, the startup stands, um, I have went for public speaking. Because you get on a stage, you're already uh, validated in a way that is different. You're, you're, it's. I, I mean, every time I go and I get myself on a stage, I leave with a lot of leads, uh, amazing contacts, um, um, you know every single time so for me that is I would wholeheartedly recommend that it's actually part of our strategy and it works and more so in the last whatever six months I have been encouraging our business development director to please just go to events start talking um you know and she went and she took these improv kind of classes and you know she she did her own thing of, of how to learn to 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 behave respond and act uh, uh, within a context like this. So be it um, a founder, whatever, uh, be it you, know, you working in an organization uh, where you wanna carve your path, um, I think public speaking, uh, being able to get in front of a, of a bunch of people and tell a story, it is so, so important. Um, there is this quote that a very good friend of mine, um, who is a commercial director for, for a very, very large company, highly commercial kind of minded dude, and he always gave me this line from an old Romanian movie that kind of said, uh, um, kind of held out hand, an open hand that does not tell a story, will not receive anything. And it's, it's you know, and you, and that's, it's, it's, that's also a reason why. And I I believe, I, I, I've always believed in storytelling and I've always believed that, Getting out there and, and finding that courage, or whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use, um, and getting it in front of the people um, and and saying what you believe or what you have found is is super important, super empowering, and it actually works in getting you wherever you want to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we're we're talking about it in the context of, um, I suppose, traditional tech entrepreneur. Elism, but uh, I mean, this applies to uh, social initiatives, all that type of stuff. Anybody who's trying to, trying to change the world in some way or move move something forward, being able to tell that story in public to an audience, um, and only then opening your hand. That's I, I love that. That's a great, <laughs> great way to put it. Uh, yeah. In 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 your in one of your previous lives as, as an investor, um, did did you? measure or did you take note of whether the founding team uh, had a good public speaker or had that skill set? Did you rate that as part of the, the viability of the startup?
1: Um, well, that's a really good question. I, I can't say that I, I did necessarily, as in it wasn't on my checklist. However, it always shined through. You know, because you would do your research and uh, you, would, you, know, you would start maybe by taking the name of the company and popping it into a search engine um, and, and seeing what, what comes back to you. And if, the, you know, this, this company had strong individuals that were out there, uh, uh, talking about what they're doing—that um, always, always shined through. And uh, and I suppose this really is a really good question. That always added; it always added; it always positioned those founders in 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 a certain in a certain way. Um, so while it wasn't necessarily on a checklist, do they speak publicly or whatever? If that created something, that was all, always. Um, and, and to be honest kind of always positions founders i i think as as leaders because you know as a founder you want you want you want to hire you want to work with the best people um and the, this is one of those activities that you can do that will get good people in the room to listen to what you're saying how you're saying it and make them come over to you and go hey you know, interesting uh, what you said about XYZ. Uh, this is what I do, and maybe we can talk. So I think I think it's it's whatever you do, it's about people, to be honest. And this is again a way of drawing the right people towards you.
0: Yeah, it's it it's it's hard to fake uh, good public speaking and it's hard to fake oh, yeah. good content as well. But yeah. here's, I mean here's, here's a here's here's a, here's a t- here's an interesting question. Can can you think of uh, companies that you invested in or recommended for investment where none of the founding team were public speakers? Do do examples come to mind at all?
1: That's a really good question. Uh, pff, not really, because they were always building something interesting worth talking about. And here's So you
0: didn't, you didn't found, any, found any like mad scientists who were <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't speak see, to people looking at their shoes all the time, but
1: <laughs> uh, no. There's always there's always someone in the team that will that will tell the story, and even look even in our team, we have a mad scientist that hates. I tried to film. My co-founder. I've tried. I've tried so many things, and he's just no, leave me alone. Da da da.
0: Well, he has to think, doesn't he? <laughs> he needs to do the bad signs.
1: <laughs> yeah, but 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 then he he went out there. He, I, do you know what? If if you're doing something, this is how public speaking happens. It happens sometimes because. You're good at it. You're good at it and you're gonna go in front of an audience and you're gonna go, Hey, can I can I just say something about this? Or can I or you put you know, you you contact organizers and you pitch your talk or whatever. So it either either happens because you want to do it, or very often it happens because what you're doing is important, it's interesting, is worth hearing about. It's 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 something that people can learn from and then you will have media you will have organizers you will have coming towards you and and begging you to tell your story and you might push back and i have the example of arlen arlen hamilton of backstage capital i've been following her for 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 so long and she would just say no and no and no to public speaking gigs because it's just she felt that it's 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 not for her it's not something that she can do and then she started with with panels and Again, I see, I see her tweets every now and then, and she's listing how many events uh, and how many corners of the world she's speaking uh, uh, in a given week. Because when, you, when your message is important, you will be asked to please share it. And then you become. You either are or you become. But it's, you know...
0: Yeah, it's it's, um and sorry for putting you on the spot there. I, 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 I thought it was just maybe <laughs> subconsciously you were adding it to your evaluation. Um, and Andrea, given your range of experience on both the speaking and the organizing side, I'm I'm, I'm going to ask uh, I'm going to ask you to, to give some specific advice, uh, mm. but in, in in a structured form. Uh, sure. So from the perspective of an organizer, um, what's the most uh, useful uh, thing that a speaker can do, um, you know, to help the, the event run smoothly? And conversely, what's the most annoying thing that speakers do in your experience? <laughs> um,
1: okay, so as an organizer, what, what what what's the most useful thing that a speaker yeah. can do? Mm. <laughs> um, well, definitely... Pair. um because you have all sorts and, have, and I have actually seen this I have seen people who have something to say or think that they have something to say uh, arrive and just do something on the spot you know um, and I have I am yet to see it's very very rare when you can just show up very quickly understand who's in the audience and deliver something that makes sense uh and not be chaotic and, and 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 whatever. That's
0: almost impossible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you you can you you can you can see it and I and I have seen it and I have experienced it. Um, so preparation, you know, thoughtfulness around who am I speaking to and is there something that I can share um, that at least one person in the audience will will, will learn today and will leave and can implement. Um,
0: it's not just preparing a talk or a, a subject matter it's preparing for for the audience
1: exactly <laughs> it's preparing for the audience and letting the audience leave with something that they can use i think it's so i've never so i were gonna i used to organize these events called askatons askatons in the science gallery the science gallery was really good they embraced this and they said look you we are mission related come in here and do your thing And I wanted to do something. I went to all these events and I wanted to do something that was not being, I wanted to include every single one in that room on what was going on that day. I didn't want the separation between someone on the stage and someone on on, on a bunch of chairs watching. So I did a few things. I used to look at the attendee list, see who's coming. I would pick three people. I would look them up online and I would create a slide for each and I would not tell them and then the event would would, would, would come and the, it would start and I would I would say to the audience what I did what I did that That's I, picked. Crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I picked three of you and I did a slide and I want you to come up here and you have three minutes or five minutes whatever and tell us about what you do Wow. And the first thing would be people would just have heart attacks, and they would hate <laughs> me, and they would go, "What the hell?" <laughs> but here's the That's thing: wonderful. Nobody, if people got up there, and everyone is passionate about what they're doing, and everyone you could just see see them light up and go, "This is what we do, and this is how we do it," and da 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 da. And they just became speakers at the at this event that they came to to see someone talk you know and then yeah i would bring a speaker and they would do their thing and i would always insist on the q and a and then at the very end if there was time i would give 30 seconds to every single member in the audience to tell a little bit about what they do and if they need help with something and they would say yeah, i'm building this thing and i do you know anyone in hr and blah blah or do you know anyone that runs a hotel and then someone would you know so as a speaker as an organizer as a whatever if you if you come there with something more in mind than just sharing a thing uh, if you come there to make something happen uh, uh, create some value for people I think that is super important and you can do it in various ways I you know that, that was just one example of me getting people um improp impromptu tell me about what That's,
0: they do. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I would kill you. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I've, got, I've got this event to bench out and sit there. Like, here. Now I have to talk as well. Uh, oh I
1: know. But, you know, people would come every time. People would come to me and would, would say that I was about to kill you. But they would come to me with the biggest smile on their face. So I was like, look that's
0: okay yeah cool. <laughs> uh, okay let's go darker let's go darker what's what's the most annoying thing that the that, that, that speak what's the most annoying things that speakers have done to you
1: um to me um i don't know i want to say that i picked the people carefully and i invited people that i like oh very good <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's kind of part there of must, it as yeah. well. Don't worry about speakers.
0: <laughs> you get by hundreds now at this stage. You could, you could get away with, with, with uh,
1: <laughs> you know it's it's. I mean, to be honest, as an organizer or as an anyone who wants to do something, try not to work with assholes. I mean, sorry, yeah. Yeah. you know. And yes. but um, but it does happen. You invite, you know, you invite someone, and they're... Um, I I don't even think I I can't say that they did it to me or whatever. But if if they're arrogant or or they use, they're not checking themselves or they they don't read the room or they don't, you know, they're not kind and they're all me 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 me. It's uh, this is stuff that 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 you know kind of puts me off. Or if they don't really allow the audience to ask, ask the question and they don't listen um, um, to the question and they don't make a good enough effort to answer, answer uh, that question. It's, you know, sometimes, but that comes back to my own experience as a speaker. If I don't give a damn, I know what I will do and I kind of look for those behaviors uh, from people. And if I see it once next time, I won't invite them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it really it it really does come out of respecting the audience. Yeah. You start you started off your career as a coder, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Well career I was coding at fifteen and stuff, so
0: (laughs) You still code? Are you a coding CEO?
1: No. (laughs) I was doing Pascal and C and stuff like that. But. a lot of very many you know that was that was, I was 15 and it's you know because I'm originally from Transylvania Romania and the Romanian school system is different than here um okay. and you would major in something uh in in secondary school so I majored in computer science you know so it was four years of you know a lot of the stuff. Uh, but then I decided because, you know, we had a revolution and all this and I decided that I want to help change the world or protect the world. And then I decided I want to be a journalist. Um, and then I kind of left the, the tech world. And then I, I later in, 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 you know, later I combined the two, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, but it must be helpful now as, as a tech entrepreneur, because you can, it gives you good decision-making capacity in terms of your tech strategy. I'm sure.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean to be honest, I continuously learn. I mean, I know more than the average person about machine learning and deep learning and and stuff. Like I can, I and I found myself being in that position. You know, um, the other day I'm talking to a really good friend of mine who is. Um, you know a tech founder and he's like yeah we're doing this ai stuff and we're going to do this and the thing will learn and i'm like how will it learn well you will no 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 how you know and i <laughs> found myself going well you have going to do reinforcement learning and I'm like no, yeah. no, no no but how and i just found myself going okay this is funny where i where, where i've you're debugging,
0: <laughs> you're debugging okay so you're a coder so we've only covered two of four cases <laughs> Because now we have to talk about, as a speaker, what's the most useful thing an organizer can do for you and the most annoying thing that organizers do?
1: The most useful thing, I suppose, is give you information about the event and the audience. It doesn't really... You would think that that's that that just happened or very often organizers think that um you know you'll do your own research actually know what's it about we've been doing this for 10 years we're a big brand you know what you know so I think for me always you know when when I got solid information about who's in the room who are the other speakers if their panelists you know, who are they or if anyone else at the event is speaking about similar things, Uh, you know, all that kind of contextual information that helps me to really build. uh,
0: Like a little um, info pack or something.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, That so if it's a keynote, I find that super important. If it's a panel talk, um, a call, you know a call with the other speakers and kind of what are we going to talk about how are we going to do it uh you know or organizers that do that at least the call with all the speakers that's that's all you need you don't need you don't need a lot but the the opportunity to get onto the same page with with everyone or the opportunity to get a little bit more contextual information is super super useful
0: you keep coming back to the audience uh, as a priority i think that's that's it's a really good insight um, when you're speaking is is just keep the audience as your as as your focus. Uh, I think you have
1: role. to be giving you know you have to be giving it as a speaker also if you as a speaker, it's important to to be giving and not to be stuck within your own story, you know. Uh, 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 get out of it a, a little bit because you can you can come across as very selfish and very bleh. Uh, so don't just talk about yourself because that's not not, not great. Um, but okay, anyway,
0: let's, this- let's 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 talk about. Anyway, because this, 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 now you can never complain. Free reign <laughs> What do organisers do that really, really, really upsets
1: you? Oh God! I mean, this is this is something that I see a lot, and especially with female speakers. Um, you know, when the chair—a simple thing like the chair being wrong—if it's a panel, you know, you can't sit on it because you're wearing a dress or something, and it's a tight dress, and you cannot get onto a bar stool and that is bar
0: stools yeah i, I as, as, even as a man i find them because they're, they're they're unstable you could fall off them as well
1: oh yeah um, i i just I, I i hate them like you know i understand elevation and not and, and the audience seeing you and whatever but i mean I, i've had a couple of events that i was literally trying to i was focusing on sitting on that thing and losing out on what the heck is going on around me because I was going, okay, I can't sit on this, I can't sit on this. So a simple thing like, uh, like that, or again, with women, you can't really wear dresses. If your dress doesn't have a pocket, you know, dresses with pockets, they're not that. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're rare. Uh, if you wear a dresser, if you don't have pockets, kind of, you know, miking up becomes really, really, um, becomes a problem. You know, or okay. yeah. or I don't know, you're wearing green, and the chair that you're sitting on is green or whatever. I don't know, or Would
0: it be better for panels to be just, just standing and to give everyone hand microphones maybe
1: um, uh, well, i don't I, I'm not sure about that. I mean, yeah. standing might just look awkward or something um i I, I don't know, but it's you no, know, but you can solve that with just putting some a normal chair or something, so very yeah. often, um just being mindful of, you know, the speaker will arrive. Uh, where will they sit? Or, or is this, you know, it's 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 not that complicated. You can't always do it. Sometimes you depend on the venue, and that's all you got, and that and that's fine. But these are, you know, kind of very basic things that sometimes organizers don't don't think of. Um,
0: uh, yeah, it, it, and it's the sort of thing that uh, until you walk in somebody's shoes, you may not even be aware of it. Um, uh, and yet yeah. it, it impacts the experience and how, how well people can perform on stage.
1: Yeah. And uh, also uh, something that, that I find, if it's a keynote and you don't know what kind of presentation, you know, is it, is it wide? Is it black? And can I go with a keynote? Do I do I come with my laptop? Do I send it to you? Do I, uh, these are kind of stressful things that if you know you prepared a presentation and if it doesn't work on the day and and sometimes you really have to drag this information out of certain organizers and it, this is more around maybe not necessarily large conference organizers because they know all this stuff and and they have it right because they had time to fail and time to learn but sometimes sure. when you go to the smaller meetups and whatnot these things are a little bit all over the shop and you need you know it's again, it's a basic thing. Allow me to give the best presentation that i can uh you know
0: um so yeah yeah it's uh, yeah this uh, <laughs> i'm gonna, this is the first time I've asked that question, but i think i think i think I think that's gonna become a regular because it's um, uh, everybody everybody has pet hates for sure uh, and it's uh, it, i think I think there's a there's it's not just about helpings speakers uh become more professional um you know there is an onus on the organizing side of things to to look after their own audience as well and not just assume that once you have a speaker book that's it job done um you also have to think about the speaker experience i guess
1: yeah you do you absolutely do and it's not that speakers are kings and queens but you know there's some basic stuff um but Sometimes you don't think about it at all, or for some reason, whatever. But uh, the more uh, events like this you do, the, the, the better you get at it.
0: So, yeah, let's change uh, let's change direction slightly. Uh, you are uh, really into hiking, I believe, and um, combining yes. hiking with startups and <laughs> uh, and, and events. So t- tell me about that. Um,
1: that started with a tweet. Yeah. I I kind of got sick of trying to persuade my friends to come hiking with me because not everyone is into that. So I was like, I literally just, bleh, I sent a tweet saying, I sent a series of three tweets, three, I think, one after the other. Uh, it was literally a a, a brain dump. Uh, and I think I said, I want to go hiking. And then the second tweet said, I want to go hiking with startup people uh, or something like that. And then a minute or two later someone responded and that someone is a rock star uh she's she's tracy who um is a community manager for for boi and uh, uh, one of the pillars of the tech community in, in ireland and she replies to me and she goes Let's do it. So, to be honest, <laughs> be careful from, what you wish for. <laughs> from tweet to the end of the day that that tweet happened in, so from tweet to it, it took us a couple of hours to build a brand, build the meetup thing, uh, find the route, put it out there, and get sold out, basically. It was hours.
0: Literally, you basically yeah. got, you basically one day got a whole lot of, um, startup founders to, to go go climbing the Dublin mountains or
1: yeah and we did it we did it a few times and but then you know uh, and we were doing it because we just wanted like-minded people and we we said look tech leave tech in your pockets do not take them out you know don't even just just forget about that let's just let's just go for for a nice walk hike whatever and we did it a good good few times and then actually we we started getting uh, contacted by conferences um and asked if they could add this to their you know fringe events if you wish uh but then everyone got busy, and I had to I had to stop all the events and stop all the stuff that that I was doing and focus focus on focus on opening. But yeah, startup hiking was a thing, and I'm sure I'll get back to it at some stage. Well,
0: you've you've, you've um, created a spark. Um, there's an opening there for if. if people want to take it forward i guess um,
1: yeah no absolutely i i I'd, I'd love it to be and, and to be honest i'd love to just join and not have to to organize it because it's not something that i can take on but i would i would love to attend <laughs>
0: isn't isn't that uh, is not the most wonderful thing if you're a speaker or an organizer turning up to other people's events as a member of the audience oh yeah i don't have to do anything <laughs> just get to sit there
1: i know it's, it's weird wonderful. you're like what i'll just here. yeah no it's uh, to be honest uh, this is something that's happening uh, to me with concerts i cannot go to a concert without. I, I, I constantly look at so where's the sound and how do they do that and who's doing this and who i i, I constantly watch for that i like give myself stuff to do while i should just be there and help it <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: All yeah, right. yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, re- I'm going to close out, but, um, b- b- before we say goodbye, um, I, 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 I do want to move on to the topic of machine learning. Um, hmm. your startup is based on machine learning and, yeah. uh, I, I have a background in, in mathematics. So okay. I, I, I understand, you know, the, the, the basics and all the stuff about matrix algebra and all that, all that funky stuff. Um, But I'm still pretty skeptical. Um, Mm. It it feels like uh, there's uh, a very powerful but very narrow uh, application space. Um, But but I'm just interested in hearing your your perspective and how you're actually being, um, how you're actually using machine learning in a practical Mm. way to solve a business problem.
1: So to be honest, narrow is really the right word. <laughs> okay, uh, it really is. It's 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 where we are today, um, you know. But what what I can say is that the field is just it moving. It's moving so fast, like we cannot keep up with uh, papers coming out and and books and and, and whatever. It, it 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 it's just moving really 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 fast. But you know, commercial applications of Machine learning, real automation, uh, and you know whatever AI, it, you know it is quite narrow. So, what well, we 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 picked a document, a data-heavy industry, right? And we looked at it, and we said. Can we use machine learning and automate some of this stuff? It didn't even start necessarily with what layers of intelligence can we apply and how deep can we go and will it think on its own and will it da da da. It started with a simpler kind of thesis. You have large amounts of data, can you use some kind of our other tech that exists today within cv databases per se because that's where we live um and can we can we get into that find some patterns and maybe eliminate some clicks you know and it it it, 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 you know that's kind of how it started with us and that is where we have found several use cases you know our tech lives in really large talent databases comprised of candidate profiles and jobs. And you know, we look into them, we surface patterns, and we've created this what we fancy call a cognitive engine, but it's really it's search and match technology um, that gives you a meaningful enough short list of candidates. And if meaning exists in your database, it finds it. So I think our own our own uh, premise started with some of these industries, uh, data heavy industries are like filing cabinets. You know, you can't find anything in them. Can we apply this to find stuff in them? Um, But as I said, things are moving really, really, really fast. And once you 12 into large amounts of data you can you can find and see the opportunity to do so many things so while the core of what we do is search and match tech and we have five ways of of, of surfing of surfacing meaning within recruitment, you know, you can search for a job, you can search for a candidate, and get another candidate. You could, can, you, you know, you can do all sorts of things. um Step two for us is starting to build, you know, prediction models and kind of go. What about your career path? Can we look into five hundred thousands of people similar to you and learn something out of that and start oh, predicting? That's
0: interesting.
1: You know, so we're 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 doing that, and we're yeah, there's all sorts of things um, that once you get into it, you can you can find your.
0: It seems uh, yeah. It seems the key is you, you you need to have those volumes of data, don't you? Without yeah. Data, no. Absolutely. There, there yeah. is no magic. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's data and patterns in it and also the added layer of what we have found within products, because we're product people, eliminating clicks. We find that a process that today takes five clicks or seven clicks, we can re-engineer it and it's only one click, you know. And so it's it's there's um yeah, it's certainly interesting um, to be in the space in this super fast moving space but we're not we're not yet there from the thing telling us you know what's the best thing to do and we can just sit and let it work for us
0: that's probably a good thing uh, somebody said to me the other day oh it'll you know AI will take all the jobs and uh, you know, uh, you know you're, you're a coder and that, 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 that job's easy to, easily replaced by AI <laughs> uh, I remember thinking to myself well if that happens then we're we've got terminators and we're <laughs> <laughs> it <has> no <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah I suppose one just one final question on that um, for, for somebody uh, who is uh, doing a startup or, or looking at business opportunities mm. um, I mean I know a lot of people will just slap on machine learning or AI just to just to have the, the badge yeah. uh, because I think it'll impress investors but uh, at a more Authentic level, at a, at a more strategic level in terms of finding competitive differentiators and that sort of thing. Mm. How should people look to use machine learning? Um, and I guess I'm framing this question uh, in terms of somebody who doesn't have the technical background, but they understand that it's something that could potentially give them a strategic advantage. Mm. Um, how do you put it to good use?
1: Um, I think, you know, regardless in what industry you're in, look at why you could potentially automate, where is your task force spending, uh, uh, most of the time on really tedious, you know, tasks. Yeah. Um, if you automate that, if you get efficiency out of that, if you empower those people to do something else. So in our case, right, I, I can talk about our industry Yeah. three months out of 12 recruiters just look at. At, at CVS, sift through candidates. That's two hours every single day. Three months out of 12, maybe you could do something else. You could pick up the phone and call them. So if we can get that two hours down to an hour or half an hour or or whatever, that is that is a huge, huge, huge win. And similar cases exist in all, all industries. What is the thing that you have to do every single day that you just wish, you wish you could automate? Um, and 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 look at solving that first. Uh, you know, you you can go for the moonshot and go. I wish I could have a thing that talks to the blah, and solves these things. But start start simple um, because there are real problems that, if solved, um, they can they can translate in, in, into real commercial uh, value. And and, you,
0: uh, and that's and the, and the thing is, people who experience that pain are, are usually the best place to understand it to understand the, what you the value of solving it i guess
1: yeah no absolutely you know your tedious repetitive whatever tasks solve them because you can you can and 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 to your point this badge of of AI is too easily applied onto everything. And, you know, uh, if we take the case of chatbots, um, uh, you know, chat, everyone wants a chatbot today and they don't know why. And it's like chatbots are the new apps. Everyone wanted an app, didn't know why. And so uh, definitely do not do things just because your competitor is doing them uh, and because this is the new thing. Uh, really start, start with the problem you know cool solutions they're always out there they're cool but you probably have a better solution in place already um start start with a problem
0: yeah that's um it, it, it is really the right way to, to, to approach starting to um, understand what, what could make a, a, an actual business. A, a painful lesson that I've learned myself through many business failures over the years.
1: Well, you've um, done a lot of cool stuff. So thanks so much for asking me these things because I would have about 50,000 questions for you too. So thanks.
0: <laughs> well, you'll have, to, you'll have to start a podcast. You? <laughs> that's, that's good. Thank you so much for this. Andrea, Just uh, a few thank, you so um, thank you so much for embers. Thank so much for joining us. This has been really, really interesting. Um, um, We've gone way over Geek. time, which is a great sign. Um, you can find uh, notes uh, those and those links those from, from this podcast for, uh, at boxcake. <laughs> and even in fact, it, you know, if you if all we also publish a weekly um, newsletter on public speaking, selecting the best advice and techniques from some of the world's greatest speakers, both ancient and modern.
1: Thank you, and thank you, too.
0: Rhetoric is an old and revered art, not especially easy to master but a skill like any other, one you can also learn. Visit foxgig.com newsletter to subscribe. If you've enjoyed this fireside chat, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Please also leave a review. That helps us make this podcast even better. If you'd like to contact me directly, please email me, richard at foxgig.com. If you'd like to be counted as a supporter, Just let me know and I'll add you to our supporters page. Till next time, remember, take a deep breath, pause, and step forward.